Welcome back to another episode. I know in previous episodes I have stated that I would not try, I would try not to speak about world problems in my podcast, but I sat and I thought about it for a good day or two. And then I thought, hmm, you know what? Fuck that. This is my platform and I'm going to use it how I want to. And I will scream it from the rooftops for those who can't or for those who are too scared to or for literally anyone. I want to make it known that I fully support my black brothers and sisters, and I am very blessed to have a platform of over a thousand humans, and I will no longer be silenced when injustice is happening all around us. It is time for us to take a stand. How can you sit back while human beings are losing their lives because of the color of their skin? That's something nobody can control. Educate yourselves and then go and educate others. Sign petitions, donate to organizations, follow organizations on social media. There are numbers to call and text, even if it's just a post on social media or having a conversation with family. Stop it at the roots. Any little bit helps. And for those of you saying that posting on social media like Instagram and Snapchat aren't helping, you can literally fuck off. There is power in numbers, and if we all post on social media, it really does make a difference because at least we're doing something. We're trying, and we, I feel like we are making a difference. Any little bit counts. No matter what we do, somebody has to be paying attention. Some organizations to donate to are the George Floyd Memorial Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Lives Matter, etc. Organizations to follow on Instagram are at Black Lives Matter, at Color of Change, at NAACP, at Reclaim the Block, etc. Petitions available for you to sign are Justice for George Floyd at Change.org, Colors of Change, hashtag Justice for, Justice for Floyd, Justice for Brianna Taylor at change.org, justice for Ahmad Arbery at change.org, etc. Call DA Mike Freeman in Minnesota at 612-348-5550. Again, 612-348-5550 and demand prosec- and demand the prosecution of Derek Charin badge number 1087. Text Floyd to 55156. Text Justice to 668336. Text Enough to 55165. And you are also able to leave a message to Louisville's mayor and demand justice for Breonna Taylor at 502-574-2003. Again, that is 502-574-2003. Two zero zero three. Be an ally, be an advocate, love and care for your fellow human beings, and make the people in power uncomfortable. Make them pay attention. Make your voice heard. If you have a platform, then use it. If you have a voice, use it. Social media, anything, use it. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to listen unless you speak out. And if there are people whose 
family may disagree with them and it makes you sad and it makes you don't ever let somebody make you feel stupid for feeling the way you do about these things this is this is a fight you guys and we need everybody that we can get so use your platform use your voice your social medias anything anything that you can do it counts any little bit helps all right, so today we are going to be talking about Marsha P. Johnson. And I think we need to take a small moment to remember that it is Pride Month. And if it not have been for Marsha, there would be a lot of things that probably still would have been considered... Mm, I don't want to, no, that's not, that's not the right wording, but Marsha did a lot of things in her life that made a, a way for the LGBTQ community to have more rights and to be more free. And it is because of her that we are able to even celebrate Pride Month this month. So take a moment and thank St. Marcia because she literally was an angel. Marcia was an African-American transgender woman who advocated for transgender people of color and fought for the rights of the LGBTQ community. She was born in New Jersey on August 24, 1945. She was born to Malcolm, Malcolm Michaels Sr. and Alberta Michaels. She was the fifth child out of seven children. And she had four brothers and two sisters. It was around the age of five that Marsha began dressing in feminine clothing and even wore dresses. Unfortunately, this was not supported by her father, who worked as an assembly line man for General Motors. Marsha graduated from Thomas A. Edison High School in 1963. She had always been religious and followed many different religions. She had stated that she married Jesus at age 16 and never remarried because he was the only man that she could trust. After graduating at 18, she moved to Greenwich Village and only had $15 and a bag of clothes when she decided to take the leap of faith and hope for the best. Marsha left home as soon as she could. She stated, quote, my mother didn't even have to show me to the door, end quote. And honestly, I don't blame her, considering her mother had told her that being homosexual was being lower than a dog. She started as a waitress but was fired, so she turned to prostitution and did what she could to survive. Marsha lived on the streets for the majority of her life, but always made sure to be kind and always had a positive attitude. At the age of 22, she changed her name legally to Marsha P. Johnson. She chose Johnson after a popular restaurant called Howard Johnson's, and when asked what the P stands for, she would say, quote, pay it no mind, which is what she used to say to antagonists. Although there were times when all Marsha had was $2 to her name, she always made sure everyone else was taken care of. She always dressed super eccentric, eccentric, and often got a lot of her looks and items from the trash. She would often recycle them. Re she would often recycle them and make them beautiful again. Marsha had been homeless for the majority of her time at Greenwich until she met Willie, who then introduced her to Randy, 
Marsha spent the night at Randy's and ended up staying there for 12 years. And that is one hell of a sleepover. On June 23rd, 1969, Marsha went from a party to the Stonewall Inn. At this time, the LGBTQ community was rioting with the New York Police Department because the cops constantly harassed, abused, and arrested and arrested trans and gay people on fake charges. The New York Police Department had made plans to set fire to the Stonewall Inn, even though they had raided the club the night before. Everyone thought it was weird that they had raided the club and nobody had gotten a tip because I have heard that the mafia would normally tell the club owners when the cops were coming, but they thought that it was super weird that on this night, nobody knew that the cops were going to be there because they had raided the place the night before. The tension was insane, and on June 28th, the NYPD raided the Stonewall Inn and demanded demanded that crossdressers be searched and stripped to expose their body parts. After refusing to do so, Marsha yelled, I got my civil rights, and threw a shot glass into a mirror. This was known as the shot glass heard around the world. A protest erupted and almost 2,000 people began to rage and riot. This began the gay liberation movement. This helped begin the first, this helped start the first gay pride. And unfortunately, there was a lot of arguments and debates whether transgender people should be included in the movement, which I'm kind of confused about because if they are fighting along with you, why would you not let them be a part of the community? In that same year, Johnson found Street Transvestite Action Revolutions, or STAR. This organization fed, housed, and advocated for trans rights. In 1973, during a Pride March, it was stated that transgender people could not participate. They were told that trans people were giving the community a bad name. They did not want the transgender community participating in the parade, and because of this, the trans community marched to, the trans community marched to the front of the parade, and because they technically were in front and not in the parade, the head officials couldn't say anything to them. So it looked like they were leading it, which good job for you, you baddies, you go <laughs> and you lead that parade, girl. Sylvia Rivera spent a lot a lot of time that day, like all day, trying to get a moment to speak in the parade and finally got her moment only to be booed at. She then shouted, let me speak and proceeded to speak about fighting for others' rights. And you know what? Hell yeah. Put them in their, put them in their place, girl. I don't understand how they would exclude the trans community from this gay liberation movement because you guys, it's a community. Everybody was in there just doing the damn thing. So if somebody is fighting for you, then why can't you just let them be a part of the community? Marsha became the face of resistance. Despite battling mental illness, Marsha was always an advocate. She fought for gay civil rights and was a strong advocate for AIDS. In an interview done on June 26, 1992, 
Marsha announced that she had been HIV positive since 1990. On July 6, 1992, at the age of 46, Marsha was found floating in the Hudson River. The police had ruled her death a suicide, but reopened the case in 2010 because of the suspicious circumstances. At her funeral, the doors had to be closed because there was way too many people coming in. The police had to close down 7th Avenue Street so that her attendees could march and spread her ashes. And if that doesn't prove how amazing of a human she was, I don't know what will. To have people pouring in from everywhere because you were just this amazing human, like that's got to... That's... That says more than my words could ever sum up. Marsha was a saint till her last days, and it is important that we remember her for centuries to come. And well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that, and I know that it was super short, but I wanted to be able to talk about her life without talking about stonewall completely I know that she had a big part in that just on her own but there was also a lot of just a lot of scariness and things that we already are facing enough of today so I just really wanted to focus on Marsha and her life and her struggles and what she endured and how she became a voice for people who didn't have one and she stood up for what she believed was right and even though people did not agree with her like her parents or even people in her own community she always kept a positive attitude she always went out of her way to help other people and I think that's Ooh, sorry for my weird no my weird mouth voice. I think that's a super important thing that we need right now. We need to stand together. We need to fight for one another and we need to pay attention. And there's one more thing that I want to talk about and it's a really touchy subject kind of because I I uh, I've struggled with it my whole life. We struggled with it my whole life. My parents didn't have papers until, I don't know, maybe like a, like 30 years until after they came here. So I know what it's like to be afraid to not be able to go out. We, I didn't get to have a normal childhood because my parents were always so scared about, you know, like being deported or ICE coming and picking them up or, you know, and I understand that you guys are mad that these children are in cages and they're being detained and they're getting lost and they're getting abused. And believe me, I am angry. I am furious too. I promise I am. But for everyone that I see posting on social media, like where we are rioting for you, where were you when where are you now that our kids are in cages like once the protest for us and stuff I need those people to stop and listen and think and I understand that you're angry and I understand that you are mad but pinning races against each other saying where's my fight where's this where's that there has been so many people so many protests so many riots over the kids in cages but If you guys don't stand up for that as well, how do you ever expect anybody to pay attention? And I know that it's 
it's a big issue, guys, and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what we would even do to fix it. And it's such a helpless feeling. It's such it's so heavy on my heart. And I think about it every day, because even if we do free those kids, who's going to take them? Where are we going to how are their parents going to know where they are? How do they know where their parents are? Like, it's just I think about it and I get so overwhelmed with sadness and my heart is heavy and I wish there was something I knew that I could do that I could help and I know that like speaking about it and stuff like that can help and maybe we can bring it to attention I know that um the governor in California has actually looked into it and is trying to pass something so that we can do something about it and that's amazing but please stop pinning races on each other we are in this fight together tu lucha es mi lucha we're in this together your fight is my fight and I just I am just I don't know you guys my heart is just very heavy and I'm very sad and I hope that you are doing as much as you can Please go and sign the petitions. Go follow those Instagram accounts that I had said earlier because they honestly give a lot of helpful information. And the best thing that we can do right now for our black brothers and sisters is shut up and listen and pay attention and educate ourselves and do anything that we can, even if it's just donating a dollar or even just following organizations on Instagram just getting rid of the hate posting the snap the snapchats posting the instagrams the facebook point the facebook post sign the petition call the da's text the the words to the certain numbers so that these organizations are able to send back information on what you can do to help we need to take a stand we need to pay attention and we all we all just need to be more like Marsha, more positive and more willing to fight for people, even if they're not willing to fight for us. Take a moment of self-reflection. Remember to be mindful. Remember that we are all fighting in this fight together. I love you guys. And remember that we're on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, at Passions Are Peace podcast. If you would like to send me an email or a request, we are on Gmail at passionsorpeace at gmail.com. Am I missing anything? If you would like to rate this podcast, we are also on Apple Podcasts. And the only way we can really branch out and spread the word is if we get more rates and stuff, I think. <laughs> and... You know, I'm happy with the small little group of people that I got. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for taking the time for listening. And if you were offended by my words in the beginning, then you know what? I'm good. You guys can, <laughs> you guys can go ahead and leave because if you are going to be anti... I don't even... I feel like... I just don't have words. Everything I try to say just never makes any sense because I 
have all these words bunched up in my head that I want to get out and I want to say and I want to be able to do and it just won't come out. I just, I don't know why, but if you are a racist, if you don't believe that blacks are equal to us, that Hispanics are equal or anything, then, you know, just fuck off. It's fine. This podcast is called Passions Are Peace, and we are passionate about the lives of our other human beings, and we are passionate about equality and having our rights and being together and having unity and just being with one another in each other's company and not having to fear for our lives every day, you guys. (sighs) My heart is just broken into a million pieces lately, and I... I am just shocked at the world. I'm shocked at the celebrities that haven't been commenting, but I'm also shocked at the amount of support that some celebrities are giving. And if I just have to say, if you have the platform, then use it. That's the only way we're ever going to be heard. I love you guys. Please take care of yourselves, please. It's so scary out there lately. Take care of yourself. Drink your water. Make sure you're sleeping, you're eating. You are just taking care of yourself. That's all I can say. Look out for one another. Take care of one another. And if you guys need me, find me on any social media, anything. I will be there for you. You can talk to me and we will figure it out together. I love you guys and we will see you in the next one. Bye.